Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Welcome to episode 91 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Satitan because today we're talking about the latest Pokemon Presents and trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet released on August 3rd, 2022. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always, please subscribe to and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road much more visible and easier to find. And today, I'm not alone, of course. I am joined by a wonderful guest co-host today. They are one of the coasts of Geek Each Week and the collector Shuki herself. You know her. You love her. It's Rye. Welcome back, Rye. Hi. Hello. It's been a while. I know, I know. (laughs) But exciting things are happening in the world of Pokemon, so I must talk about them. Absolutely. <laughs> How's it going? You been doing any cool Pokemon stuff lately? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like since we last spoke, obviously, like I've been playing uh, BDSP and Legends Arceus and Pokemon Go. A lot of Pokemon Go, obviously. I've been trying to get back into it because I all but stopped during the pandemic, and now I actually go outside again, and I feel like I need to pick it back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i understand that i go through spurts where i don't like i'll i'll touch it to like open it and like catch a pokemon and i'll just mm-hmm. like close it but uh i go through spurts where i'm just like i don't care <laughs> but then they'll do something cool and i'm like yeah let's go yeah i um they they just recently released those daily 15 minute incenses but they mm-hmm. only work if you're going somewhere and yes. i was like this is it this is my chance <laughs> if i just do that every day <laughs> then i get outside and i play pokemon go this is perfect this is made for me <laughs> like i i love those and hate those uh just based on the merit that one it's something that you could do every day which i think is exciting yeah uh but two it's like you have to be moving and sometimes yeah. i don't leave the house yep same <laughs> big same and it's uh hot outside yeah and i don't like that at all um yeah. <laughs> it's bad uh and my car doesn't have air Ugh. so even if i'm in my car it's still kind of unbearable mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so it's a very lose-lose situation for me and yeah. also it works off of a 24-hour timer oh really and so like if you do one at like 8 p.m at night it won't turn on again until 8 p.m. the next day oh i don't like that and i hated that because i did one when i was out visiting my boyfriend and we did it at like eight o'clock yeah and so like the next day we were gonna go to the mall i was like that's not ideal but it's we're at least moving around mm-hmm. and so i went i opened the game to go click it and it just it wasn't there i'm like cool <sighs> it's not a 24-hour timer this sucks 
Yeah, I don't like so that. So I just didn't even do one that day. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a bummer. I'm like, this is so cool, but so flawed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was going to be my uh, now I have to like think about when the ideal time for me to use it is so that I'm not like uh, missing out on it the next time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I still I still think it's a good idea. The idea is oh, no, right. I, I agree. Yeah. But that's sort of the story sometimes with Pokemon Go, right? The idea is right. The execution's not quite there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, tale as old as Pokemon Go, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are primarily going to talk about the, the new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet because we are rapidly approaching its release. We are talking about this trailer here in August, uh, which means the games are only a few months away, which is wild to think about i i'm sure it's because of the pandemic but i still feel like sword and shield just came out even though we've had mm -hmm. two full game experiences since then so i'm like very excited but also somehow caught off guard at how quickly approaching it is yeah it it's kind of wild because like i i gauge a lot of like how I consume Pokemon based on like TCG releases. Mm -hmm. Like I don't collect as much anymore uh, just because it got way too difficult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and obviously like my, my main facet of TCG was running tournaments and I haven't done that in ages either. So I've been kind of, I'm very out of touch with the TCG lately, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy because the pandemic started when the second sword and shield set was releasing. Oh my gosh. And we are just now approaching the world championships again. And yeah. the last sword and shield set is coming out at the end of the year. That's wild. So we had a whole generation of TCG that basically had almost no tournament presence whatsoever. And it's wild to think about. So typically... <laughs> There's like uh, I know I've I've had so many people try to like uh, get me to like wrap my head around this, but they'll still be tournament tournament play sets for a while. Right. Like they still will get some play. Just they will have had no play before the new generation starts. Yeah. Um, in January, they're doing a rotation and it's going to be all of the all of the news starting with Sword and Shield. They adapted the letter blocks on the bottom of the cards that Japan had been doing since uh, Sun and Moon. And so we finally started doing that as well. So all the cards with the little D block are going to get rotated out. Okay, um, that sounds a lot easier than symbols. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot easier because <laughs> <laughs> before it was always sets. Yeah. And so you'd have you'd have like a kid come in. And it's like, oh, what cards can I use? And it's like, oh, you can use all the cards from like this set onward. And a kid doesn't know what set came out when. <laughs> but it's a lot easier to go. All the cards with a, an E or higher are good for standard tournament play. It's like yeah. it's so much easier. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's I'm, good. I'm glad they did that. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, I think us uh, Sword and Shield's ending with F, I believe. Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll still have sword and shield cards in rotation for another two years or so they'll still get a chance to to share the spotlight with the new the new folks yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that, i mean that's a perfect segue into how the pokemon presents started uh because before we get into all the nitty-gritty with scarlet and violet there were a few things we won't necessarily you know, dive deeply into all of them. But one of those things was basically just celebrating the fact that events are back. Championship events mm -hmm. are back. Um, they did announce that Pokemon Go and Pokemon Unite will now be part of 
those championship events, which is pretty cool. And they unveiled a new Pikachu trophy, which I thought was adorable because it's yeah. a trophy of a Pikachu holding a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> now, if only the trophy the Pikachu had was also the Pikachu trophy holding the trophy. Oh, that, they got to do that next. <laughs> yeah. Next, next year. Next yeah. Year. We also got some news about Pokemon Go, particularly about GoFest in-person events being back um, and a finale event that includes uh, Ultra Beast and Shaman. We got some Pokemon Unite news uh, since their first anniversary is hitting, talking about new events like Pika Party and some new fighters like Buzzwole. Pokemon EX or Masters EX uh, is hitting its third anniversary, so they introduced some characters into that game. And Pokemon Cafe Remix, I guess Mewtwo is back. I haven't played that game in a while, so I... I didn't know that Mewtwo was here to begin with. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Any... that's, a ga- that's a game I only open every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun, but my attention span with mobile games is so, so small. Yeah. I like I'll get so engrossed with a mobile game and I'll play it like a day or two straight. Like uh-huh. I'll be obsessed with it. I'm like, yeah, let's just keep playing. Let's keep playing. And then I won't touch it again ever. Yeah. Uh, I love them in concept because I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. It's a game that I can play in short bursts. Uh, I can play it wherever I want. And like in my head, I'm like, that's perfect for me because I don't have time to sit down and play games all the time. But then in practice, I just don't ever do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And anytime I have a couple minutes of downtime, I'm like, let's see what's happening on Twitter. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yep. So I never end up actually (laughs) playing any mobile games except Pokemon Go, really. So any impressions about the Pokemon Go stuff that they were announcing? It wasn't like a ton, but primarily Ultra Beasts, I guess. Uh, they're fine. I mean, <laughs> it, to, to me, like, it's it's just another thing to catch. Like, yeah, there, there really isn't anything special about the Ultra Beasts in Go. Uh, they're just, it's another raid boss to do. Like, during Go Fest, they did Neo Lego. And then each of the GoFests in person had a new Ultra Beast. So like mm. one had Faramosa, one had Buzzwell, and one had Zerkatry. Gotcha. And then apparently all four of them are going to be making the rounds in the, the big like finale day hmm. on the 27th. I do actually have a perfect Nihiliko. Ooh, nice. Uh, that was exciting on GoFest day. I caught that. I was like, wow, you're absolutely useless. Cool. Do you uh, remember, right, way back during the lead up to Sun and Moon, when we first learned of Ultra Beasts and got a couple characters released at the same time, and there was a, I would argue, prevailing theory, but maybe I'm out of touch, that like those people were turning into Pokemon because like certain ones resembled certain characters? Oh, yes. sometimes i think about that and i'm like oh we were so wrong like it's so wrong but it's so weird like (laughs) i i understand lily and nihilego because apparently like lucy was obsessed and wanted to dress lily up like nihilego because she's fucking nuts yeah Uh, but lucy even has one that kind of i can't remember what its name is lucy looks like Feramosa. yes 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 (laughs) because her hair is like the same as Feramosa's Uh crown yeah crown thing but like Feramosa's hair and Zerkatry looks like Guzma. Yeah, it was a beautiful <laughs> fake out. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you do this? <laughs> I, I love it. The, my only complaint is like there isn't like anyone to match like the others. Yeah. Like, where's my human Guzzlord? I mean, like, uh, hmm, yeah. 
What would that even look like? Like just this very large man that eats a lot. What's his name? Not the professor, but like the guy that you start the game with. He's sort of like a big round fellow. Yeah. Doesn't really have the same energy, though. (laughs) (laughs) They have the same energy. Hala eats a ton, apparently. (laughs) I still could see an alternate reality where that was the plan. Oh, oh no, for sure. Like, it it, it was so baffling. Like, God, I I feel like something was there in the initial planning stages. (laughs) And they just didn't change anything after the fact. Yeah. I did just start watching... What is it? Is it Frontiers where they basically just turn into Digimon? Mm-hmm. The like sort yeah. of Digimon Sentai sort of crossover thing. So who yeah. knows? There was that one manga. I forgot what it was called, but like, <laughs> this guy fused with Pokemon or something. Oh, I don't God. remember. Well, Bill, real- <laughs> Bill did that in the game. <laughs> oh, you, 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 that's right. That's that's right. There's precedent. <laughs> I was just think I think about that every once in a while and it, it cracks me up. But that that is still not the case here. We're still not doing that. Uh, Ultra Beasts are just in Pokemon Go, so that's that's how it came up. Let's uh, let's shift into Scarlet and Violet, shall we? We'll get into all the stuff that's happening in this new region that we have a name for finally. Paldea. And again, since it's new game season, a reminder: if there are leaks or rumors, I don't know about them. Longtime listeners of Victory Road know that we've never dealt in rumors or leaks, um, and my personal preference is to start new games as blind as the official press allows. So thank you all for not adding me with spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I I know they're floating around there. I haven't been paying too much attention to any of them just because yeah. it, it was so early. I'm like, if any of these are true, I just don't want to deal with it right now. I saw one thing after this trailer where somebody said, oh, is this what they were talking about when they talked about a dog and a whale? I think is is something to that effect. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So someone out there knows things. uh, And I just don't know who they are, where to find them. And I don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah, we uh, we're we're going to be exploring the Paldea region exciting to have a name um and i tried to gather some of our headlines from this trailer but before we get into any of that specific stuff like what was your general impression were you excited prior to this are you more excited less excited now Uh, i was i was excited in the first place like any anything that they're like oh we're gonna do a trailer in like a couple days i'm like yes 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 (laughs) uh i'm always super excited for these and this one uh, was a lot. I wanted a yeah. little bit more in terms of new Pokemon. Yes. Because they only showed three. Like I wanted like maybe five or six. But it, it, I'm just I'm very excited. Everything that they've shown here, I think, is really cool. And we'll we'll dive mm-hmm. deeper into everything. But I'm very, 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 very excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. I wasn't expecting as much info as we got. It wasn't like an especially long trailer. But they really did dump a lot on us in one day. I'm with you, though. It would have been nice to see a couple more Pokemon. Somebody asked me if we had more Pokemon at this point in the lead up to Sword and Shield. And I forgot to look. But I feel like I want to say we didn't. But I don't know that for sure. Sword and Shield had a fairly low Pokemon reveal count, if I remember correctly, in It was probably fairly average, but it was just that like the sun and moon lead up spoiled us. Oh, my God. With like 
a new trailer, a new bit of information like every week or every two weeks. It was exciting, but I think that was too much. If we could have like a happy medium, which this kind of feels like, except for a lack of Pokemon species. Yeah. Um, I just remember going into Sun and Moon and feeling like I knew everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there was there was basically no surprises in Sun yeah. and Moon yeah. at all between getting a new bit of information like every week to every two <laughs> weeks. And then you had some people like leaking things. Uh-huh. And it's like there was no surprises in no. Sun and Moon no. at all. <laughs> yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised at how blind I've been able to go into the past few games. I mean, even just Legends Arceus, I brought this up the the few times we talked about it, but like even just starting that game and immediately being like, oh my God, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what this game was at all. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know this was a time travel. Right, thing. exactly. So <laughs> I, uh, I've i been very excited uh, to not have too much spoiled. And I think, I think we maybe could end up in a scenario where we're not as surprised as maybe we'd like to be because some of the stuff they've dropped is pretty big but you don't have to look at all of it i'm specifically referring to like the map is huge they released like an 8k map or something that if you zoom in on you can like see the layout of cities and like really really get into it but you don't have to right so you could still choose to be kind of surprised uh by stuff but it's a lot to get through so let's start diving into some of this i think the sort of big headline aside from the region name was getting a bit more of what the actual vibe and atmosphere of the game was, which is kind of summed up with two things, I think. One is that apparently in this open world region, the way you get around is with the box legendaries, which is sort of different because it implies, I, th- I think straight up says, I would argue, that you get them right away and that oh. that is your primary means of transport. So you ride Koridon and Miraidon like, a motorcycle, a jet ski, a plane. Like, that's how you get around, kind of like in Legends Arceus. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's really crazy to me that... I, I feel like we're going to get our starters and then immediately get the legendary. Right. Uh, now, I, I get, like, a feeling that we might not have, quote, quote have the legendary. Yeah. Like, it won't be on our team or anything like that, but we'll be able to summon it. Yeah, I don't think you'll be able to battle with it until the very end. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch it towards the end of the game. Uh, yeah, no, that that kind of surprised me. Like, I got the feeling that they were going to be a mode of transportation, but for for it to be the only mode of transportation caught me a little bit off guard. I'm like, oh wow, this is it. Yeah, like, we we don't have ride Pokemon. We have this dude. <laughs> right, we have this one thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because. I thought the the ride Pokemon in Sun and Moon and in Legends Arceus are such a good idea. And Arceus, I think, did a great job of like introducing its new Pokemon through that. So I'm yeah. a little surprised they took it backwards a little bit here as far as like the spread. But if it's a big part of the story, like that makes sense too, right? So I don't know if, if they're going to incorporate it into the story in some way, and that's kind of why you have it from the jump, but definitely a big <laughs> a big surprise there. <laughs> oh, you just have them right at the beginning. Cool. Lots of talk about Koridon running instead of being on its wheels like a motorcycle. And I just want to uh-huh. say thank you for understanding, Rai, what's so beautiful about that. <laughs> because I felt like everybody was making fun of it. And I thought it was so fun and so brilliant that it has these two huge wheels and does nothing with them. Uh, and then you came in and also appreciated it. 
And I just yes. felt a kinship. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, one, like, I feel the uh, a special, like, bond with Koraidon because I'm going to be playing Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already talked it over with my boyfriend. He's playing Violet. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing Scarlet. <laughs> and so, like, I, I feel like I have to love him because I will be using him throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to look at it from the perspective that, like, Scarlet is the past and Violet is the future. Yeah. And so Miraidon is mechanical. He's technological. He actually like transforms a bit and like actually has like these wheels. And obviously Miraidon is like a spitting image of Koraidon if Koraidon was mechanical, right? Mm-hmm. You have to remember that Koraidon is like a living lizard. It's not really <laughs> mechanical. He's a it's living not actually being. a vehicle. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's not actually a, a motorcycle or a vehicle. He just looks like this because of the way that his tail folds up. And like, he's a lizard. He has a giant air sac on his throat. <laughs> like, it's it's a thing that real lizards have, at least certain species of lizards have. And like, now, granted, it's very traumatized for the sake of looking like a motorcycle. Of so like, they have symmetrical designs. But like, it's not. A, it doesn't move. It don't roll. It's a. It's a. It's a throat sack. Uh, <laughs> it don't actually roll, and so he just gets to run around really fast. And I respect that. I think it's great. All of his like abilities are inherent within his lizard self. <laughs> like his his hair braids are wings that get rolled oh, up. They look so good. He can swim and he can run like logically speaking he's more powerful because those are actual muscles <laughs> so if anything he deserves more respect than miraidon does you heard it here first folks koraidon supremacy come on yeah um yeah. no i i love it because i i feel like stupid is fun not bad like <laughs> so mm-hmm. like is it stupid yeah but is it great because of it yes yeah <laughs> It's so funny it, to embrace me. Embrace stupid things. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, so is it I... dumb that this lizard has a giant wheel throat <laughs> sack? Yes. Yes. Is it great? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm convinced now that Scarlet will be my first playthrough because everything I've seen sort of aesthetically fits more, I think, what I want, even though I typically would lean towards the cooler colored version. So mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the first time I've kind of been convinced along the way to like switch which one I'm going to play first. Uh, so I think right now I'm on the Scarlet train and I'm very excited to be here. I like that. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other sort of version differences that we got here are obviously we saw uh, in previous trailers that there's this school that changes colors. We got the name of the schools uh, for each version. We got the Naranja and the Uva schools, uh, which are just orange and grape in Spanish. Uh, so Scarlet, you will be going to the orange school and, and Violet, you'll be going to the grape school. And... I love the grape school. So prestige. <laughs> I go to grape school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing here is, I think, you know, one of the big questions was like, how is this, you know, school story going to work? And basically what we learned is that you will be doing this sort of uh, independent study project called the treasure hunt. It's probably more of a thematic thing than an actual like, here you are going on a hunt for treasure. 
because yeah. the the gimmick here has to do with gems and diamonds and stuff like that. But um, that's kind of what we learned here as far as the school story. And then as far as stories go, they really highlighted this idea that y- there are three separate grand stories and you can choose which one to focus on. They specifically call out the gym challenge as one of them. And then they sort of allude to two others, one of which is probably going to be the equivalent of like the villain team story. Mm. uh, And one that I think looks kind of like a Legends Arceus research-ish type story. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on the sort of grand stories breakdown. I I agree with that. I I very much feel like you're going to have the battling path, which is the gym's. You'll mm-hmm. have the exploration path, which will be like Pokedex and map filling and and exploring and things like that. And then you'll have like a I don't want to say a story path because that's not particularly what I'm trying to say. But like you said, one that focuses on like the the villain team and stuff like that. And because like the neat thing about this is you have three rival characters and you have three paths to the game. Yeah, we have Nimona, who's good at battling, bad at catching Pokemon. <laughs> And then we got a new character, Arvin, who is uh, an upperclassman who's very good at cooking, who I think they imply is a a big featured character in one of those grand stories. Yeah, and I feel like Penny will probably end up being the one featured in the the other Mm -hmm. path. Now, obviously, I feel like you're probably going to have to do all three paths to, like, quote, finish the game. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, like, having a sense of completion to, like, the base game, so to speak i feel like this could be like our first pokemon game i mean other than legends arceus obviously (laughs) because they didn't really have gyms but our first pokemon game to where you could like go through the whole game without battling a gym and still technically quote finish it yeah it's interesting i know when the first like teaser i think dropped that's when they first said like oh and by the way it's an open world game and i was cautious and i think some other folks were cautious too because what does that mean for a pokemon game and it's interesting to see how they're interpreting that right because i think you're right in order to to really get a full experience i think most people are going to do all three things anyway Mm -hmm. Um, and i imagine that most folks are going to overlap those experiences. So they're going to do this gym thing. And while they're over here, maybe they'll do a little bit of the research thing. If that's part of it, maybe they'll run into some villains, but it is interesting that they're selling it as like, you could do them all entirely separately. There's a part of me that's tempted to like create separate profiles and just try to quote, finish the game without even Mm. going to a gym just to see what that looks like. Yeah. It it adds a, a pretty good sense of replayability. I would think, right? To these that we particularly haven't really had before. Like, you can replay a game multiple times and do different challenges and yeah. different teams and stuff like that. But this is, I feel, the first time where we could potentially have one game to where you could have three different complete experiences depending on which route you take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which order of the routes you take, providing you have to, like, do them one at a time now if you can do them interchangeably that's even another playthrough where you can do like steps like step one of each path and step two of each path providing it's linear enough to do that yeah i i think that's really exciting i think it's really exciting too i uh i feel like there's so many possibilities i will say it has given me a little bit of anxiety about covering the game on the podcast (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Cause there's a part of me that's like, okay, so do I do like a first impressions episode and then do three separate episodes? One of each is dedicated to one grand story. Like, and will people be playing that way? Like, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, oh, linear is so much easier to cover. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of things to discuss. Uh. But I am excited that that is even a thing that I have to consider because Pokemon games tend to be super linear. I like here again, they stress the gyms are not in any particular order. You can go to whichever ones you want in whatever order you want. I'm sure there's some element of like difficulty to start in certain places, uh, Mm -hmm. either because of technical typings or just geographically where they are. But I am intrigued by the fact that you could go from where you start all the way to the top of the map to this remote location. In theory, that's what they're telling us, right? To this remote location and do that gym first. Right. I hope that's true. They're stressing it so much. Yeah, and and I hope so too. There's been a lot of back and forth on whether the gyms will have scaling or not. There's text on the website that seems to imply that there isn't that's rough (laughs) but it's also it's so vague i think it just says like you can choose to go battle a tougher gym leader first or something like that and people are like well i guess it's not scaling i mean that that doesn't feel like it's necessarily automatically the case because like tougher could be tight matchups tougher could be the fact that they have more evolved pokemon tougher could be it's hard to get to this spot because the pokemon around it are level 50 and you're level like 20 yeah and it's hard to get there (laughs) tougher could mean that whitney has moved to the paldea region and will destroy us all over again (laughs) (laughs) the language is so vague and so i like i don't want to rule anything out at this point until we actually uh get like the final games in hand and stuff for sure and i know some folks were sort of temporarily positing like okay well it seems like there's an east side and a west side to the map because there's two paths out of that city so Mm. can you actually go wherever you want or are you just deciding to start this direction or that direction i don't necessarily buy that but I do I do think you're right as far as like the language could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. It's it's a little weird. I feel like Pokemon is relying on this certain types are introductory types and certain types aren't. I don't love that. Mm-hmm. But I could see if that's what they've been doing, that's what they could continue to do. So like tougher gyms to them could mean ghost type, poison type, uh stuff like that, as opposed to like grass, fire, and water, which the past couple generations have set as like the quote starter gyms right right so who knows yeah it's it's really vague and everyone's so immediate to jump on oh it's not scaled this is doom i'm like (laughs) just let's wait oh wait it out right i hope my hope is that they really throw us a curveball and the gyms aren't as traditional or conventional as we would expect because you can go to any of them first so it's not just straightforwardly, here is your grass gym, here is your water gym, here is your electric gym, uh, or whatever the case may be, you know? I don't know that we're ever going to get the game where it's like gyms aren't centered around type, but we've seen bits and pieces of it. Like, Raihan's thing was dragon, but also it was specifically that, you know, there were two Pokemon and one of them focused on weather conditions and stuff. Like, that type of stuff I think is really interesting, yeah. and I'd love to see more of that explored. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see thematic gyms and yes. type gyms. Like yes. I'm a gym leader that uses all dogs. I'm like, cool. Oh, please. Uh, you could so easily do it at this point. 
bird gym, cat gym, dog gym. Music related Pokemon. Roxy would have been perfect for that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, sound type moves, not as an official type, but like there's a whole category of moves that are sound based moves. So you could really take advantage of that. I think sound would be such an easy type for them to make (laughs) it at this point. It would be so easy for them to make. (laughs) Yeah, There's so many Pokemon that could fit into it. There's so many moves that fit right into it. It would take zero work. It would just, (laughs) yeah. Well, so my understanding, so I'm, I'm stupid, right? So maybe you can help me understand this a little better. The argument I always see is that the typing currently is like perfectly balanced. I'm too stupid to know if that's true or not. I was under the impression that, because like the fairy was made because dragons were too powerful. Right. And now I'm under the impression, I think it was uh, Wolfie that made this video. I think. I don't remember. Ooh, I'm going to take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so like, he's a world champion. Like, I trust what he says. And I... I thought his video was talking about how Farius made because Dragon was too popular, but now Fairy is too good. And how dare. So, <laughs> so they have a problem with like introducing a new type to counter the old good type, but now that type is too good because they didn't set enough counterbalances to that type. So sound type is a go. <laughs> so sound type should be good against Fairy type, but then sound type would be too good. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> don't of course. <laughs> But like in terms of like the type chart, I think it's fairly balanced, but I'll I'll try to find that video if you want to like throw it in show notes or something. Sure. Like that. Yeah, no, I, I even uh, if just because I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty comprehensive. So cool. Well, we mentioned some of these characters already with Arvin and Penny, but we got uh, a handful of new characters introduced explicitly and a bunch of other characters just shown to us, even though we don't know who they are yet. So the ones that were named were director Clavel, who is like the principal of the school. And I, I seems like they've really, they've kind of abandoned the, the sort of singular professor mentor role yeah. from Pokemon games. So I think Clavel is going to be kind of like your traditional Pokemon professor where they introduce you to the world and probably check in with you along the way. But then we also get this character named Mr. Jacques, who is our biology teacher at the school. Jacques's a bro. <laughs> yeah. I want to hang out with Jacques. <laughs> Jacques seems cool. <laughs> Jacques's a cool teacher. <laughs> he is. He looks like uh, he, looks like he uh, does things in the corner of his classroom that are illegal substances yeah yeah i'm i'm not teaching at the moment (laughs) my classes are done for the day yeah i'm just chilling (laughs) gives me shaggy vibes very shaggy vibes yeah there it is we found it (laughs) i hope we get more faculty too i think if we have this whole school i think it would be really fun to populate (laughs) it with like fun faculty but I'm we, not. We get one teacher. It's like money more from Power Rangers. We get Honestly, one I'm not holding my breath for a full faculty staff. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like all the other teachers were just like standard model uh, NPCs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I hope I'm wrong. I mean, Legends Arceus introduced so many characters throughout the game, like almost too many characters oh, throughout yeah, the yeah. game. But I'd rather that than you know not enough. So. If they if they follow that route, uh, I wouldn't. I guess it would make sense that they introduce a ton of faculty members, even if just yeah. for like specific tasks. We also get we mentioned Arvin and Penny, who are two other students. One is the cook, Penny. All they've told us about Penny is that they are very shy, uh, but also they have a very cool Eevee backpack. 
yes, I want the backpack, uh, particularly for my boyfriend. Yes. Who loves Evie. Uh, in, in fact like penny's like entire style is just my boyfriend's style to be honest with you <laughs> nice that's awesome i saw penny i was like damn they just like took my boyfriend's style and put it in boyfriend is character. that you Haircut, no. <laughs> how did you get in the game <laughs> yeah and i was like Baby, they made you a pokemon character yeah why didn't you bring me with you <laughs> <laughs> why am i not a pokemon character <laughs> exactly like if, if they don't if they don't merch that backpack though like missed opportunities i feel like they have to right i mean it's an odd garment but i feel like they have to oh yeah no for sure it's basically a bag that also has like sleeves instead of just straps right yeah yeah it's gotta ha- i mean it'll be expensive as hell but they've got to oh, no, make for it. sure it's like a 200 dollars backpack but yeah worth it yeah it'll be it'll but you know what they'll do it'll be like a premium item that's japan only so you're gonna have to like import it that's my guess oh no absolutely <laughs> we don't deserve such nice things we all want it so that's how it's gonna work of course <laughs> and then they introduce one gym leader here named grusha who is an ice type gym leader we don't get a whole lot about them mostly i feel like they introduced this character to introduce a pokemon which i'm fine with because i'm in love with that pokemon but before <laughs> we get to those pokemon i have a question do you think that we will get version exclusive gym leaders again I hope so, just because I feel like it was a really cool idea. Yes. I also hope so, but I really, really, really hope so. I hope that we never have one set of gym leaders again. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. Just I, I loved that aspect because it, it, it was one of the things that made me want to play both versions. Yes, exactly. I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. And, and I want them to do it more. Like, Sword and Shield was only two sets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you might want some to be more staple characters, uh, but I feel like you can you can do like half of them rotating at least. I would argue you could go up um, to five because they, they seem to really like having a trio of early gym leaders, although this game does, I think, want you to treat them all the same. Maybe they'll have like two early gyms, the sort of like early gym vibes, the first ones you encounter going east or west. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you could you could do up to five of them, and it would still feel like you have a consistency with some characters and a u- uniqueness of others. But maybe that's too many. I'm not sure. I'm down for it, though. I just think it's such a good idea. Plus, you have, what, 18 types at this point, and having to choose eight of them every single time, yeah. when you almost always use, like, four of them in every game, or at least three of them in every game. Yeah. Like, just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming some of those unnamed characters will also be gym leaders, but I'm not sure because we didn't see them battling. Like we saw a very like serious, severe woman with like dark hair. We saw a sort of like buff uh, suspended guy with a mustache. I'm wondering if they'll be gym leaders or faculty or something. Yeah, I I, I feel like they are like the one seemed very fighting type. Sort of buff person. The big buff guy might be fighting type. I want... I want him to be a fairy type gym leader so bad. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Please. That's what I would really He's wearing like. pink, right? Go for it. I mean, that's how these games operate. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Again, it's like Power Rangers. You have to wear the color yeah. of your type. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My hope is that each one will get a little bit more depth than I think a lot of them got in Legends Arceus, but that was sort of 
I think one of their uh, more ambitious attempts at having a big cast. So hopefully they've learned a little bit from that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> New Pokemon, Rai. Fido. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're starting with Fido. <laughs> yeah, we are. I love so- him. <laughs> Such a cutie. I, he's adorable. I hope I hope he comes in different colors. <gasps> oh, that would seem right to me because... So, okay, so Fido is a fairy type, which, which is what convinced me. I was a little creeped out at first at the idea of like a, a Pokemon that was like raw dough, kind of, because they say like, oh, it's like people use its yeast to bake. And I was like, that's creepy. But then I saw it as a fairy type and I was like, okay, fine, I'm convinced. <laughs> and and they kind of have a precedent with uh, Alchemy to do, you know, a baked good type thing that has variants. So I'd be down for it. It probably won't have... As many as alchemy, but you know, a couple different doughs would be fun. We, I got you so cute. I'm just looking at this picture. We were talking about this on Geeky Tweak on Friday. Fido, like they were talking about, he could be loosely based on phyllo dough. Yeah, and they said phyllo dough is primarily used to make baklava. <gasps> baklava. Baklava. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And he's like, if Fido does not evolve into someone named Barklava, I send it back. <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. That's incredible. And it would feel very this generation. I feel like the the Pokemon's names are incredibly punny so far. Yeah, they they went straight to the pun route for, for like, most real. of these names. So I'm here for Barklava. So when we were going through Sword and Shield, Kyle would always ask do you think this Pokemon is going to evolve or not? And I was a fool. And for like every single one, I was like, no, definitely not. This is obviously a single stage Pokemon for like every single one of them, which makes no sense. (laughs) So do you think Fido will evolve? I I think Fido will evolve. I do too. I think that one will definitely evolve. I feel it's too small and cute to not evolve. Like there's a lot of small and cute Pokemon that don't evolve, but yeah, like everyone loves puppy Pokemon. Like you have to make it evolve. (laughs) You got to make it a doggo. Yeah. We also got Paldean Wooper. Uh, so we, we've got our first, I think, regional type or regional variant here in Wooper. We all expected that they would be back. I don't think they're ever going to stop doing them. Yeah. Uh, and this is a poison ground type. For this one, my question is, do you think Wooper will evolve into a Quagsire or will it evolve into something else? I think it's something else just because we didn't see the Quagsire. I feel if it was a Quagsire, we would have saw it. I think that's a really good point. I hope that it evolves into a Quagsire and then something else like Zigzagoon. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's my hope. And I, I'd be down for that. And then the last one we got, this is the one that I'm most excited for. Everybody was, was so losing good. their minds over Fido. And I was over here like, I must hug this thing. Uh, and that is Satitan which is a land whale Pokemon. No, I, I like I love Fido, but I'm in your court. I Titan is the good stuff. It's an all ice type, and it just has a big old stupid face with a bunch of spikes on it and <laughs> two legs and some fins and a tail, and it's so big, and it's white, and it's pink, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> I, like, I like all the big boy Pokemon. Me too. Big round Pokemon. Yes, I think it was uh I think it was second Batgirl who was like, I want it to be friends with Snorlax, and I was like, imagine them hugging. <laughs> it would be so good. Also, I think the Titan would like dwarf 
Snorlax because Snorlax isn't as big as everyone thinks it is. Snorlax is six eleven or something like that. Yeah, and so Titan. No, it's hard with like some Pokemon because you don't know if they're measuring height or like length. But I yeah. think they said Titan is like fifteen feet. <laughs> yeah, so it's big. Fourteen feet nine inches. Big old big old boy. Big. Uh, I'm so excited. This one I think might be an evolved form. I could I could see that. Yeah, I, I think we were that. introduced to Dreadnought before we were introduced to its pre-evolution. Yeah, we were. So I wouldn't be surprised if this were the case with Satitan. But I also wouldn't be mad if this was just it because it's such yeah. a good design. Yeah, no, I, I'm in both camps. Like, if you want to make a small like Whalmer with legs, mm-hmm. like, sure. Go for it, but oh. if this is a, a one-off giant <laughs> thing like Duraludon, like perfect. Can you imagine? Like, it would be so funny to see like a little one, like just a little one waddling around. <laughs> I love this thing so much, Ryan. I'm obsessed it. with it. I want to be friends with it. It will be on my team. I don't care that it's a monotype. Like, it's just I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. Slush rush. Is that a new ability? Yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's not new. Boosts the ability uh, a speed in a hailstorm. Nice. This is going to be the generation where I learn how to use ice Pokemon because, like, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like every generation. Since I'm not competitive, I, there are absolutely types that I've just pretty much neglected. Where I'll like kind of use them, or I know a little bit about them, but then. Every generation introduces me to one that I just have never really paid that much attention to. And I think this one, it's going to be ice. It's definitely been fairy before. It's been dark before. It's been poison before. I think it's time for ice. And then the big, big, big thing that they introduced in this trailer was the gimmick. (laughs) This generation's gimmick. And I thought for a second, I was like, I nailed it. I got it. I predicted this would be it. And I am so right. And I was not. Um, when they introduced it, it seemed like it was a catching gimmick, like a capture mechanic, because uh-huh. they showed the sort of Pokeball looking thing. Um, and I was like, perfect. It'll transform your Pokemon when you catch it. Maybe this is a rare item or a rare mechanic or, uh, you know, certain area specific mechanic or something. But I think that's not the case. <laughs> this is kind of just like. Um, a smaller, more contained version of Dynamaxing or Gigantamaxing or Mega Evolution. And it is called the Terrastal Phenomenon slash Terrastalization slash Terratype. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful. It is. And uh, you get to make your Pokemon diamondy. <laughs> yes, we get to make all the Pokemon pretty. I am in love with this. It's so cute. <laughs> this key artwork of the Eevee with the giant diamond on it. Oh my god. Is my favorite thing ever. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like this, genuinely stunning. This Eevee is the prince of all Eevees. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to show my niece. Eevee is her favorite Pokemon, <laughs> like by far. Uh she spends her time just like drawing new Eeveelutions on a daily basis. Love that. She's gonna flip when she sees this. Now she's got to draw all of them with crowns. I know. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's my question, because we learned a little bit about this. We learned that with this terrestrialization phenomenon, it's a thing that you can make your Pokemon do during a battle, so it's not a permanent thing, which is why it's sort of comparable to the Dynamaxing or Mega mm-hmm. Evolutions. Sometimes they will 
have like a new typing when they terastalize. Typically, they will be their own typing and that'll give them a boost to their, you know, stab attacks. But sometimes you'll get an off type terastalized Pokemon and that will boost the type of attacks that match the Terra type. So in the case of an Eevee, if you have a water Terra type Eevee, if it knew a water attack, it would get like sort of a stab bonus. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's a full two times. I think it's like 1.5 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the idea. Will every single Pokemon in the game have all 18 Terra types? I, I feel like that's very unlikely. I think it would be cool if it was. But. That I don't know what to think because that would collectors will never sleep. <laughs> right. Like it, you have to speculate that we'll probably be at a thousand Pokemon at the end of this game or at least very, very. Oh, close. you think they're going to hit it? I, I mean, we're at nine oh five at the moment. Uh, it would be a sort of larger generation, but not that much larger. You know? So like we only need about 95 total or so to to hit it. And so I I feel like if we don't hit it in this gen we'll be very close. The only other thing I could see is them going to 999. That that's possible. Make the make Pokémon 1000 special. <laughs> I they they have to, right? Although this would be the perfect opportunity. Like you have this cool diamondy terrestrial thing. They could make a really epic, majestic, you know, Pokemon 1000. Yeah, I, I I, would love it to have, like, every type possibility, but I feel it's just going to be a small pool. Like, for Eevee, it's a normal, but it can also be grass or water. It's like, you know, is each one only going to have, like, two or three? Mm-hmm. Uh, are some Pokemon only going to have their normal type? It's, it, it's so hard to say right now because... We have so little information, but right, very true. It I, is. I hope we get some pretty crazy stuff. I hope so too. I would like to see some really unexpected stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I. It's hard to predict exactly how expansive this will be, because at first I was like, "Oh my gosh, every single Pokemon in the game is going to have this form." And when I was thinking just each one had one form, I was still like, oh my gosh, that's kind of a lot because you're adding something to their model. Then when I realized that like the water type crown, I don't even know what to call it, um, is the same for every single Terra water type. um, It made a little bit more sense, but that's when I was like, wait, so then can everybody have this? I don't know what makes more sense or what is easier from their perspective. Um, I'm guessing what you're saying, which is each one would only have a couple, but also there wouldn't be much of a benefit. Some Pokemon don't learn. I I presume that there are some Pokemon that don't learn moves of all 18 types, right? Yeah, no, that that's, that's for sure. That's gotta Um, be true. So so I, I feel like they'll pick them based on their move pools to where it'll make sense. And then Eevee would likely have more Terra type, forms than most because it could evolve yeah i I would like eevee to have a terra type for all of its main evolutions i would think so i would certainly hope so (laughs) because i i feel like if you when you evolve you'll probably retain your terra type i would think so i don't know how that would work but i assume if you evolve you retain your terra types so like eevee having a terra type for everyone that's evolutions makes sense to me yeah 
Yeah. It does make me wonder then what the equivalent number of monsters you would need to collect for a full, like full variation, complete Pokedex would be. Because obviously it's not going to have, I say obviously, like they've officially announced this, but I think it's obvious because we're not going to, we're, we're going to get a selection like we have for every game since Sword and Shield. But with these Terra types, you still might be collecting way more than expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig it a lot. A while back in the TCG, they did uh, Delta Species. This was back. I saw someone bring this up in a video, and I would love for you to educate me. <laughs> yes, I will. I'm here for you. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, back during Gen 4. Uh, it might have been Gen 3, but I want to say 4. It was, it was a basically like the, the lore behind it was there was this island and the, the there was crystals on the island that were affecting Pokemon's types, which is funny because that's exactly what's happening. Here. Yeah, that's literally what this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so these were, these were known as Delta species. So you would have like a Blastoise that was like fighting metal. Oh, and you had like a Dragonite that was. A lot of Pokemon gained metal type uh, during hmm. this. I'm not sure why, but it was just something that they thematically did. But like Dragonite and like Mewtwo were uh, electric types. There was like a Gardevoir that was fire type. But yeah, it was so it was there were some that Pokemon that were normal. But for the most part, like every Pokemon released during it, I think it was like three sets, uh, three or four sets. It was like a year of the TCG, give or take. Oh, wow. Everything. uh released was was basically like a different type and so it you could like if you're building a lightning focus deck you could use a bunch of pokemon that you'd never be able to use normally because you would suddenly have like dragonites and mewtwo's and stuff like that and it was super cool i loved it it sounds like a lot of fun like my first reaction was like wouldn't that throw everything into whack but no they're just they're just electric pokemon for that deck yeah it, it like it's it's still it's, it's a Venusaur card, but it's a Venusaur Delta species, and he's yeah. fire type or whatever. Like <laughs> that's so cool. It's funny too because it predates uh, regional variants too. Yeah, that's really but fun. It, I I'm very much looking forward to Scarlet Violet's TCG. Uh, we we're gonna get a reveal at Worlds. About oh yeah, what, like the big gimmick is. I would love it if like right now we have Pokemon V's, which mm-hmm. are just fancy EXs. They didn't get too wild with a lot. <laughs> a lot of their gimmicks are just like the same thing, like put in a different <laughs> box. Like V's and V Maxes are basically just Megas, uh, EXs and Megas from X and Y uh, in terms of mechanics. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really hope for these, like all of our like quote EXs are all just Terra types and they're all just weird types. Like I, I want that so badly for me. <laughs> it's going to hurt me because I have not been collecting the cards. I've been very good about not buying them, but I can only imagine the artwork for all these terrestrialized Pokemon. They're going to be gorgeous. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's going to be stunning cards that I'm going to need in my life. Like this Eevee with a giant diamond is oh, gonna be a is gonna be a promo for sure. It's gonna look so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I bet you the flying Pikachu that they're giving out will be a promo too. Oh yeah, for sure. That artwork is so high res. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that Pikachu image, that flying Pikachu image, I'm 
<laughs> amazed like, at how they, high res it is. They took like the Pokken engine for Seriously. that. They're like, they're like, we're going all out. Oh my gosh. It's wild. It, but this is really exciting to me. I don't know. I really haven't looked at what people's impressions of the terrestrial phenomenon are, but like just for me personally, just my preferences, I'm so excited for this. I think it's super cute. It's super pretty. Um, and I love the idea of like throwing typing kind of, uh, into a wax state, right. Where it's just sort of like, yeah. Oh, by the way, um, my Pikachu has a fire stab bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Why not? It's one thing to try to anticipate someone's move pool. Right. Another thing to anticipate whether the fact they're going to get a very fancy crown and suddenly be able to one shot. you (laughs) Right. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. Um, I I love the fact that raids are back. Oh, can we please talk about this? Because I was really Absolutely. hoping raids would be back, but they're different and I think improved. It oh, looks like. they, they made them a hundred times better. That's what it looks uh, like to me. <laughs> first of all, the Pokemon's not huge. Uh, yes. So it, it fits on the screen better. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's no turns anymore. Like uh, yes. you just you just keep going for it. So there's no turn counter. There's just a traditional timer now. It's very Pokemon Go. Instead of just sitting there mashing the screen to attack, you're actually just selecting your attacks. But it works off a timer. Everyone's doing their own thing, attacking at their own pace. It's uh, it's very Pokemon Go in terms of the raid mechanic. But I'm really excited to do this. I think this is going to be so much fun to do yeah. with friends. Like I already liked raiding with friends because I was with friends right but it wasn't a very fun thing to do with strangers um because i can put up with not being able to predict what they're gonna do but having to wait for them to make bad decisions is what really made it painful (laughs) yes but this even if you're with folks who aren't necessarily making good decisions or to be fair might just be really young and not necessarily think strategically although I mean, we were 10 years old playing Pokemon, so I don't want to like yeah. shit on little kids or anything, but um, <laughs> but it, it, it'll be nice to just kind of be able to do your own thing and benefit from each other instead of having to like wait for each other. Yeah. And it, it sounds like they're going to use those uh, raid battles to, you know, house sort of rare Terra type forms. So there is an incentive there uh, okay. to uh, to do those raids. It's a it's a great incentive to to keep doing raids for Pokemon that you have already. Yeah, absolutely. Which is I, I know for for raids in Sword and Shield, like if you got like the new Pokemon or whatever it was, or you finally got your shiny or whatever it was that you were looking for, like after that it wasn't something that you really needed to ever do mm-hmm. again. But now it's like you could do a Gardevoir that has the water crown, but then the next Gardevoir you do could have like a thunder crown or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Did like we see what an electric type crown looks like? Because I bet uh, it looks no. cool. We saw flying grass, fire and water, and normal. Yeah. Assuming the Eevee's diamond is normal, I assume that's what it was. <laughs> that's what I assume too, but I am wondering if like Z moves, there will be some unique ones. I don't um, know why there would be because they're type based. That'd, that'd be really silly, but I love it. <laughs> but it, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Terra type were the same, but like the look of the crown might be unique to specific important Pokemon. Yeah. Like if the uh the starters final evolutions crowns looked different for some reason. I don't know why they would, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. 
Can we make a small comment real quick about the fact that all the crowns have little jewels with angry eyes on them? I think we should stop down on this because what is that? Why is there a little angry face on them? <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it angry? <laughs> I don't They're know. They're all very angry faces. This is a beautiful thing. Why are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you mad that you're so beautiful? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be the equivalent of the Alpha or Dynamax logo. But yeah, uh, why why are you mad? <laughs> yeah, it just seemed weird to me. I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't notice that until uh, like I think yesterday or something. Where I was like, wait a second, you got a little face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that the the uh, terratype crowns will be affected by shiny status? Like, will they will they have a different different color to them? Probably not, right? probably not because that would mean yeah no there would be that would be way too many combinations yeah way too many (laughs) gosh there's so much to think about i'm really excited for this i think this is really cool i can't fully like wrap my head around all the possibilities and how it will affect everything i do get the sense my gut is telling me that this is like this might be a really fun generation to get into watching competitive battles yeah uh because i haven't really paid much attention to competition but I think this could be one where, like you were saying, like really exciting things happen, sort of unexpected things, especially early on. I don't know sort of when those seasons start or when, you know, people even have access to be an audience to that type of thing. But it seems like it could be a blast. Right. Yeah, I don't know when it would technically feasibly start either off the top of my head. But I mean, I, I'd imagine Worlds 2023 would be using this, so... It'll be really fun to keep an eye on. And my community scene tends to spike when a new game comes out. Cause I mm-hmm. know, I know we were doing VGC for a little bit uh, at my card shop when uh sword and shield came out right before the dark days. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was, it was popping pretty big. Like I didn't really participate because I don't have time to care about mm-hmm. building a competitive Pokemon team. Uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I just, I feel like it would, uh, I, I totally respect it. And I have a lot of admiration for people who do it. I just feel like it would suck so much fun out for me because I'd be like, I'm too stupid to do this. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. I think the only other thing we really learned about this gimmick is that, um, that orb thing is not a pokeball. You don't catch things with it. It's the mechanic that you use to terastalize. And I think the balance here is that you? it has to be charged. And so I'm yeah. assuming you only can terastalize one Pokemon per battle. That would make sense, just kind of like uh, every other gimmick. Um, and you specifically need to charge it before your next battle, which is kind of new. Because you could Mega Evolve every single battle if you wanted to, right? As long as the yeah. battle is over. Yeah. But so. here it looks like you're, you'll need to visit an orb crystal to touch and recharge or you have to go to a pokemon center to recharge so you can't you can't spam it every battle (laughs) (laughs) i say all pokemon terastalized at all times yeah i want the prettiest game possible and that's how i'll get (laughs) right (laughs) the only thing i'm sure we haven't talked about plenty of things but i think the most important piece of news here the thing that everybody was most excited about i'm sure the thing that you and i are most excited about is the confirmed return of Go Goat. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ride him. 
This cracked me up. I didn't realize it like totally missed me that GoGoat has not appeared in a game since it was introduced. That's wild. Yeah. Or at least a core series game. I'm sure it's popped up here and there, but how many Pokemon are like that? Can't be many. I don't don't know. Like (laughs) it it can't. Yeah, it can't be too many. GoGoat isn't even in Pokemon Go yet. Why? There's plenty of X and Y in that game. There's a big chunk of X and Y that we don't have yet. Wow, that's so funny because I was sitting there thinking like, oh, well, at least people who are, you know, really into GoGo have been able to get it in Pokemon Go. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not as many as I thought. It's the Vivian line, the Aegis oh, well, Slash line, GoGo, and like that's it for lines. And we have Carbink, uh, Halucha. Why isn't Halucha in there? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. Some of them make sense, right? Like the Vivalon one makes sense to me. Yeah. It's probably difficult to include. Yeah, they'll they'll give like each region a different yeah. color and then keep making colors. It'll, it'll be a mess. Do you think they'll do but a yeah. Pokemon Go exclusive Vivalon? They could. They could. <laughs> they could. Should they? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> they didn't make a, a Snap exclusive one, did they? I don't think they did. Okay, so maybe maybe they won't. Not that it's the same developers at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. They really dropped a lot of info on us. There is even more on the website. So like I said, you if you just watched the trailer, you got a lot of info. Um, if you dig into the website, there's even more about different characters, a little bit about, um, you know, just digging deeper into some of the Pokemon and the mecha- like the terrestrialization mechanic and the map. And I, we didn't talk a ton about the map because I could see the map being the type of thing that people avoid just because it is so detailed. Um, but if you want that, there is a massive high res map, uh, that, like I said, if you zoom in on it, you can basically see the actual layout of the towns. Um, and you can pretty much see where every gym is (laughs) on that map. So some folks may want to avoid it, I did kind of look at it because I think it's fascinating and I don't think it's going to give away any of the stuff I wouldn't want to know, but just know that it's out there. I'm sure we'll get another drop of information in about a month, right? We got one last month around this time uh, and almost to the day we got another one here. So yeah, we'll, we'll get <sighs> one more big dump in September and then radio silence in October. <laughs> Pro- probably <laughs> like we might get something small in October, but mm-hmm. I'm so stoked. This got me so pumped. I was already getting excited, but this has me very, very excited. And like the the trailer didn't highlight the multiplayer. Uh, it really didn't aspects that much, but I'm super excited for that too. Me too. I already have like a bunch of people who are just talking about playing multiplayer because they did stress it so much in the first trailer. So I'm excited to just like get together with folks and just run around like a bunch of doofuses, you know? Yeah. And uh who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh try to figure out a way to incorporate that into some Victory Road stuff. That might be fun. That'd be neat. So can't wait for more information. I have a feeling that September's drop will talk a lot more about the multiplayer. I would think, right? Yeah, I would think so too, just because they've been so set kind of radio silent about it. Yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that. We will obviously be covering uh whatever the next info drop is. Um, we'll, you'll definitely hear from Victory Road when that happens, if not sooner, uh, trying to get more into a rhythm here. I know I keep saying that, but, um, I've been trying to take, uh, some practical steps to making it easier to, to record 
and release on a regular basis. So um, hopefully you'll hear from us before the next info drop. But uh, until then, Rye, thank you so much for joining me. This was a blast. Of course, always. If people want to find you uh, or any of the stuff that you're doing, uh, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Collector Shuki. And uh, again, every Friday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, we do Geek Each Week. Uh, just search for that on the YouTube and you can find us streaming uh, for about uh, two, two to three hours every Friday night. We talk That's a good about time. nerd stuff and play a stupid game. I was going to say, there's usually a game. <laughs> no, always, a always a game. I <laughs> Honestly, the game is the best part about the show. But It's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. And if, you, if you're out there and you happen to like uh, Transformers, uh, keep an eye on my YouTube channel. Oh. There's, uh, there's things in the works. Hot so. tip. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll definitely check all that stuff out. And if you like... What I'm doing here on Victory Road, you can find more of what I'm doing on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, or on my other podcast, Walloping Web Snappers, which is a weekly Spider-Man cartoon deep dive, Falling with Style, a monthly Pixar podcast, and Novel Gaming, a podcast about books, video games, and other pop culture. For more information on this show, be sure to find the podcast on social media at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just suggestions for the show... Let me know. Until next time, I am headed to the Paldea region to anxiously await our next bit of news. See you later. Bye.